0: Kent Online News.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
0: Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and able to enjoy the sunshine in Kent today, Wednesday, June the 2nd. i have more on the weather later in the podcast. But first today, we're going to be chatting about money going into education to help children catch up. Now, of course, they have been hugely disrupted over the pandemic, with schools closed twice. Firstly, last March, when the COVID outbreak started, and then again at the start of this year. Well, today, the government's pledged almost £1.5 billion to fund up to 100 million hours of tuition, which will be offered to disadvantaged children. There'd also been suggestions to extend the school day or shorten holidays, but that hasn't been mentioned, although Education Secretary Gavin Williamson hasn't ruled it out.
1: I think there's a debate to be had as to whether children should be exiting the school gate as they do in some schools at 2.45 or whether they should be in school later. It's right that we work with schools and teachers as well as parents and children.
0: The amount of cash sounds like a pretty big figure, but much more had been called for. Let's find out what those numbers mean in real terms. Lucy has been speaking to Alan Brooks, who's chair of the Kent Association of Head Teachers.
1: Well, I'd like to say I'm disappointed, but unfortunately, I'm not particularly surprised by the uh, the small amount of money that's been allocated. Uh, I think, as people know, the government appointed a recovery czar to look at this. He recommended 15 billion. And the government have come up with less than a tenth of the recommendation from their own appointees. So clearly it's wholly inadequate to do the job that it's meant to be doing.
2: And I know these are some some
3: quite big numbers if you hear them in the headlines, you know, 1.4 billion, 100 million hours of tuition. But what does that actually mean for every pupil and, and for each school?
1: I think think there's a context to this. At the the height of the pandemic, I think the government was spending £7 a month on the furlough scheme, and quite rightly, but that gives it some sort of context in terms of government numbers. From a school point of view, it works out at about £50 per pupil. And also schools have got to contribute the uh, 25% of the money themselves too. So it is a very small amount of money. It goes nowhere towards the recovering of the lost time or the ambition to build back somewhat better. It's a favourite government phrase, build back better. They don't seem to apply it when it comes to education. It's an opportunity missed. Very, very depressed.
3: And I know the Education Secretary has said that that this will be a revolution in in teaching. Do you think
4: that's the case?
1: It'll be nothing like a revolution in teaching. I saw him this morning talking about turbocharging. And and quite frankly, £50 per pupil is not going to turbocharge or even move anything forward. It needs to be so much bigger, so much wider. We need to look at cultural activity, we need to look at children's mental health, we need to look at school counselors, we need to look at a whole package of measures, rather than two or three tutorial sessions. If they really wanted to improve the the academic education, then smaller class sizes, actually proper investment to get more people into schools would make far more difference than selecting a certain number of students for a limited amount of tuition one-to-one or small group tuition so it's an absolute opportunity missed i know that they're talking about, well, there's going to be a spending review and you might see more money then. But we've we've, I think, run out of faith that any of these promises will come to fruition.
0: Hayley King is the head teacher of Tiger Primary School in Maidstone and has spoken to the podcast throughout the pandemic. You might remember she explained how they changed their school day to help children adjust when they returned before Easter. Well she's also been reacting to today's announcement and says she has a number of reservations.
2: A little bit worried about the idea that a lot of it has to be spent on tuition. <laughs> finding tutors is, is quite challenging. These tutors have to be approved, they have to be trained. And finding ones that it that can work in our area has actually been really challenging this year. A little bit worried that how we're going to fulfil that role if we're expected to have people coming in. Workforce is always an issue and it's it's okay saying let's get some tutors into school, let's get the tutors to come and work with the children, but what if the tutors aren't there? What do we do then? You know we have to think about how that's we're going to fulfil that expectation. I think the other thing it talks about the training for half a million teachers. Well, teachers already have quite a big workload and the pandemic has been very stressful for, for schools and for teachers. And, you know, I know of lots of teachers who have decided now to leave the profession. Certainly a lot of people that are in more senior roles within schools have found this pandemic has really been the end of, of education for them. And we're, we're adding to their workload by asking them to do the tuition training. Again, That's quite a challenge. We want to keep our workforce. We want to protect our workforce. We want to make sure that we have enough well qualified, good, strong teachers in front of our children. If we're putting more pressure on them to do this additional training, what's that going to do to them? Is that going to work for us? So I'm a little bit concerned about that. You can
0: let us know what you think about the education funding by leaving a comment on the story at kentonline.co.uk.
2: Kent Online News.
0: Some stories from court now and a teenager who's accused of murdering a man in Rochester has told a jury how he felt threatened by the victim in the weeks before his death. George Knights was arrested and charged after 38-year-old Stephen Chapman's body was found dumped in a wheelie bin last October. A 19-year-old from Dels Road denies murder and the trial continues. A burglar from Deal has been locked up after being caught on CCTV driving a stolen car before parking it right outside his own home. Rory Bassett broke into a house in Dover back in February and stole keys to a Vauxhall Corsa along with two phones and a bank card. Cameras at a petrol station showed him using the card to buy whiskey and snacks. The 18-year-old from Mill Road has been sentenced to eight months in a young offender's institution. A Medway man described by a judge as a bully because of his drug habit has been locked up for a year. -year 33-year-old Sanjay Verdi from Reed Court Road in Strood admitted assaulting one of his sisters and using controlling and coercive behaviour towards his mum and two siblings earlier this year. Now, we've relied on them more than ever over the past year, but paramedics in parts of Kent are going to have to start using body-worn cameras in a bid to reduce the number of assaults towards them. Between 2019 and 2020, Southeast Coast Ambulance staff were subjected to 245 physical assaults and 219 cases of verbal abuse. Thanet and Medway has seen some of the worst cases, and that's where the tech is going to be tried out over the next year. Well, I've been chatting to Emma Williams, who's Executive Director of Operations at CCAM. We have cameras in the back of ambulances
3: already so that we can use that footage if things happen in, in, whilst in, in the saloon of the vehicle. Um, but the reality is is that doesn't always happen uh, whilst um, you can't always use the cameras if you're not in the back of the ambulance Uh, and there are often situations where people are out in the street and it may not just be the patients themselves but it could be passer-by's or friends, family, people associated with them who for whatever reason feel that they need to participate in an interaction that then becomes um just unnecessarily aggressive. Um, I'm a paramedic by background and and when I was spent I spent 12 years in in an ambulance and um uh, and I personally was assaulted at that time as well both from men and women so it's not a single cohort it's it's people who are either in distress or um or choosing to behave in a way that is it is not really acceptable.
0: How would you have felt wearing a camera? Would it made you feel safer or would you hope it acted as a deterrent?
3: I think a bit of both, if I'm honest. We're, these are voluntary. We're not mandating this, so we're asking uh, crew staff to choose whether they want to use it. That's what most ambulance services are doing. I think there is something about knowing that you are being watched, in inverted commas, that... Um, supports people to behave a little bit better. I mean, we all live with social media now. So everywhere we go, people have got cameras and film everything anyway. So I think we're in a different society now to when I was on the road some years ago. Um, So I think it won't won't surprise people to being filmed. Obviously our colleagues in the police um, services have body-worn cameras as well. I think the other thing is, is sometimes when it goes to court, if when we get to that point, uh, having some really robust evidence to support our case would be really beneficial as well. So I think it, it will provide the staff to feel a little bit more secure, uh, but it also provides us with additional evidence that we can use.
0: How is the trial going to work then? Because I, I believe it's going to happen over the space of a year. Can you tell us how the trial will work and then what happens after that period? Yes, of course.
3: So uh, the, the equipment is being delivered literally as we speak this month, it will be rolled out. Uh, we will do some support with our staff so they know how to use it, where it's the functional things like how to wear it, because obviously we have, we have our uniform that we wear that has radios and other things already on it. So how you physically use it. Um, and then we will give, give them, make them available to staff to, to use. Um, the, the, Part of the trial deal is that we engage with a national team who have um, procured a specialist, um, uni- a university and evaluation team to do this on a really thorough way. So being able to use the data from us here in Southeast Coast, as well as the data from all of the other 10 ambulance services who are participating in it to really build on that so we can get a really comprehensive view of it. Um, and at the end of the year, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go from there and we'll see how it works. I think we need to recognize that um, I think this is the right way forward, but we need to make sure that it actually supports staff and they, they feel confident to use it, and that the evidence that we're collecting um, is is useful and constructive in terms of also if we need to take people to prosecution that, that we can do
0: that.
1: Kent Online reports.
0: A teenager's been arrested after two people were attacked at Margate Railway Station. Passengers were prevented from getting onto the platform when it happened yesterday evening. Both victims were taken to hospital. A 19-year-old from the town is in custody. CCTV is going to be installed in parts of Dartford to catch parents who park badly on the school run. Cameras will be put up in seven hotspots around the town to clamp down on irresponsible drivers. They'll initially be deployed near Manor Community Primary in Swanscombe, Brent Primary in Stone and Dartford Primary Academy in East Hill. Two GP surgeries in Maidstone have announced they'll close to patients one day a week, although bosses insist there won't be any less appointments available. The Allington site in Titchbourne Close and the Barming Surgery in Marigold Way are reducing their hours from today It's so that teams can work more efficiently. The Kent Online podcast has been hearing how a support dog is helping a young girl from Sittingbourne who has selective mutism. It means 10-year-old Amelia Vans won't talk to people she doesn't know, but can also sometimes not feel able to communicate with her extended family. She was diagnosed at the age of three and has also gone on to develop issues including separation anxiety. Her mum Elizabeth has been telling
4: Ish about the condition and how getting Marley has helped the family. She wasn't developing as normal, so she hadn't really got any speech. Um, but I think a lot of it is anxiety-based, so if she's anxious about something then she's even more likely not to talk.
2: Pre-COVID, what was her day-to-day like? What did she experience?
4: Um, day-to-day, she she wasn't too bad unless we went, although everything had to be, she had to know what she was doing when, so if you change the routine that was difficult for her to accept. Um, and if we, like, went out to even just the shops, she would always be right clinging to my side and everything was hard for her.
2: And I, I understand um, she's also developed some issues with, you know, social communication and separation yeah. anxiety. Could you just yeah. explain um, some of that as well?
4: Um, again, it's, um, she doesn't like... If she's going to a new place, it has to all be explained what what's going to happen, what it's going to be like. And the first couple of times she might not necessarily want to leave me so she'll need encouragement to leave me but most people are pretty good at that and will realise that she's got those problems so we'll encourage her you know and oh it'd be all right and you'll see mummy later and all the rest of it so I mean school she's fine unless Obviously, with Covid, though, where she had a big break off of school, she did find it hard going back again because, again, it was different.
2: Yeah. And of course, the, the past year, obviously, social distancing. being Yeah, it's had quite an I, impact. Yeah. What, what, what has it been like for your daughter the past year? Obviously, with all the various been, Covid restrictions.
4: It has been hard. I mean, she found it hard being stuck at home to start with because she, she doesn't like, although she finds it hard going out, she also doesn't like being stuck at home as well so she likes you know mix um, and then having to go back to school but it was different that was quite hard for her although she has taken to social distancing and that sort of thing quite well and she'll she'll moan to me that that person over there is not doing it mummy and so she, from that point of view she's done it really well
2: and of course besides the love from yourself and, and uh, her, her brother um, she also has um, a support dog now since the she end does, of yes. last year just tell yeah. us about what difference has marley made
4: Oh, he's made a huge difference. He, he's just there for her and he'll come out with us. And so instead of her clinging to me, she's got the distraction of him and she knows that he's there to help her. And at home, you'll follow her around. They'll do, they do everything together. They really are inseparable. And until we had him, I didn't realize A, the impact he would have and B, how much she did struggle with things. Because, you know, you don't realise because it's always been that way. So, yeah, I think he's made a significant difference in all our lives, to be honest. He's made such an impact. It's made life so much easier.
0: Almost 2,000 people have signed a petition to try and save a uni campus in Rochester from closing. Bosses at the University for the Creative Arts have proposed shutting the site in 2023 with the loss of around 150 jobs. The university and college union, who are behind the petition, are calling for the centre to remain, saying it offers youngsters life-changing opportunities. And today is expected to be the hottest day of the year so far, with temperatures in Kent due to hit 20 27 degrees celsius lots of you have been heading to Kent beaches as the good weather nicely coincides with half term but there's a warning from coast guards to leave inflatables at home and save them for the pool rather than the sea crews from little stone lifeboat station on romney marsh were sent out on a rescue yesterday after a pink object was spotted in the water turns out it was a blow-up flamingo
1: kent online Sport.
0: Cricket and England fans have returned to watch their team for the first time in almost two years. Up to 7,500 people have been allowed into Lords as the first test against New Zealand got underway today. Kent Sam Billings and Zach Crawley are in the England squad. Football and Gillingham boss Steve Evans is said to be close to making his first summer signing. He's told the club's website he's been meeting with players and their reps every day since the end of the season. It's hoped a deal could be done this week, although he's warned nothing is certain until the contract is signed and Dover Athletic Academy player Will Moses has signed his first professional contract at the club the 18 year old defender from Whitstable made two appearances last season manager Andy Hassenthaler says he's impressed on and off the field and is looking forward to working with him But well, that's all for today thanks ever so much for listening don't forget to follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram plus you can also subscribe to the IM News app and that will give you access to all KM Group newspapers just head to subsaver.co.uk
1: News you can trust This is the Kent Online Podcast